Tiki Hut Media. Hi there, welcome to Soul Ramblings Podcast, where we talk about faith and life. A lot of times people are afraid to talk about faith, but we're not here. Every week we have conversations, we talk about spirituality, faith, and everyday life here on Soul Ramblings. I'm your host, Jerry Wicker. I'm the minister over at Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith in Bradenton, Florida. And today is part six of living the Jesus way of life, learning to live the Jesus way of life. And today is from Mark 10. We talk about our relationship with others. That's what we've been doing. We started that last week and we continue our relationship in loving others when we talk about blind beggars. Let's head over to the sanctuary. Scripture reading for the morning is from Mark's gospel, the 10th chapter, starting with the 46th verse. Let us hear these holy words. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. O Lord, in the silence of this moment, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear your word for us this day and work your will in our lives. Amen. We are in week number six. Jerry, is it ever going to end? Next week is the final week. Week number six of learning the Jesus way of life. And we have been on this journey together over these six weeks to discover what following Jesus is really all about. As we've gone along on this journey, we have looked at different stories of the things Jesus did, the places he went, the things he said, the parables he taught, and the way that he loved to help us become the kind of people who actually follow him the kind of people who resist the temptation to simply admire him and be a fanboy or fangirl of him from a distance, but to actually get close to him, close enough to really know him, close enough to experience his love and and close enough to be transformed into the kind of people who actually go where he goes, do what he does, trust what he says, and love how he loves Our main point, not only of this sermon series, but particularly today, and if you have the 
insert, and for those watching online, if you've downloaded the bulletin and insert, it's the first fill in the blank. It's the only fill in the blank for this week. It's our main point. Jesus is inviting you, inviting me, to an all-of-life way of life. As I was telling the children, when I was in school, my grades were adequate. They were pretty good. Good enough that I didn't get into too much trouble for having bad grades. I usually stayed out of trouble and mischief. No more than, no more or less than any elementary school boy. But there was always that one complaint from teachers. Back in those days, you took home a report card that had your grades on it, and down at the bottom, on the back, the, you know, your parents had to sign it, and then you brought the report card back. And at the bottom, there was always a comment from a teacher. Jerry's a nice boy, gets along with everybody, but he talks a lot. He talks a lot. My mother always told me uh, that my big mouth was going to get me in trouble one day, and it has on more than one occasion. There have been those that I have been married to who say, you just won't shut up. I won't let you know who those people are. But no, I talk a lot. I do. I talk a lot. But then I look at this story of Jesus and blind Bartimaeus, and I realize that Bartimaeus the beggar is one of those people who just won't shut up. He won't be quiet. Give you some context. Jesus and his disciples are on their way to Jerusalem, and that's the place where Jesus is to be tried, executed, crucified. And as they're on their way to Jerusalem, Jesus, they're walking along the road. Jesus is talking about things like divorce and the faith of children. It's where he has that encounter with the rich young ruler who is unwilling to give up his possessions for eternal life. Jesus is, as they're going along, he predicts his death for the third time to the disciples. He even has to deal with two of the disciples on this trip fighting for power in the group, and finally they get to this town, Jericho. This is the last city that they're going to go through before they get to Jerusalem. And they've heard Jesus tell them that God's kingdom is not about power or prestige or position or any of that, and they, they still aren't getting it. They still don't understand, really. And that brings us to our passage in Mark 10 this morning. They're leaving Jericho now. They've gone through the town of Jericho. They're leaving. And as they're leaving, their minds are filled with big ideas. They're, they're inwardly focused. And they have goals that are self-edifying. And they aren't ready for what's about to happen here. Bartimaeus. Blind beggar sitting on the side of the road. He just would not be quiet. Now, it's one thing to read this, but it's another thing to really experience what Bartimaeus is going through here. So let's try to look at things through 
Bartimaeus' perspective. I mean, imagine, you're somebody blind. Now, Bartimaeus does tell Jesus to let me see again, restore my sight. So apparently, Bartimaeus has not been blind all his life. He did see at one time, but he's blind now. And when you were blind in those days, you were relegated to begging. And you could not come inside the city gates because you were a beggar, because you were blind. Someone who hasn't seen light in who knows how long, just constantly living in darkness. Sense of hearing is the only, is the only guide you have to experience life. Your livelihood is, is to beg and plead for help and money. And every day, your sense of hearing tells you that there are hundreds of people passing by, not paying you any mind, not offering any help, trying to avoid you. And you know of these religious leaders who are in Jericho, and you hear what they stand for and what they value, and yet they offer you no help either. And I imagine Bartimaeus wondered, can I have faith in the same God they do when they don't live the life they say we all need to live? And then as you sit there day by day, you hear stories, stories of this different kind of religious leader. Maybe a king who's come to redeem all the people, restore them to the way God desired for them to live life. A life full of light, no longer living in darkness. And every day you wonder, if you ever get the chance to experience this guy, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm tired of living in darkness. And that day comes. Large crowds, you can tell, listening, there's a lot of people passing by. And it's confusing as to where these people are going and what all the commotion is about until you hear somebody say, it's Jesus of Nazareth. That's the religious leader everybody was talking about. And you're overwhelmed with hope. Hope of what could be. Can he be the one that can restore my sight? Can he be the one to help me get out of the darkness? Can he be the one? Can he really be the one to restore me? So you call out to him over and over, calling out to him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Confirming, when you said Jesus, son of David, confirming that you believe that he is the one that could restore. You're hoping, you're hoping he'll acknowledge you. He'll pay some attention to you. And you call and you call, and you, and as you do that, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me, over and over. People begin to yell at you and scold you and tell you to be quiet. Shut up. You yell all the more, realizing you're not going to miss this chance because he can't hear me. I'm going to continue to call out until he hears me. You don't care what others think at this point. Neither does Bartimaeus. 
Some may even say you're being obnoxious. But you know, you got to get his attention. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Show me mercy. And he was really asking for attention. He was asking for Jesus' attention. And it was getting distracting to the crowds. He was being just a downright pest. After all, these beggars know how they're supposed to act. Most have learned to keep quiet, don't say anything. Hold that cardboard sign at the intersection with something scribbled on it. And the only time you speak is if somebody does offer you help or offer you money. Just say thank you, God bless you, and move on. Don't keep calling out. Don't be a pest. Don't be annoying. So it's really no surprise that the crowd that was following Jesus scolds Bartimaeus, tells him to be quiet. The people following Jesus are too busy. They're too busy to hear his complaints. Shut up. Be quiet. You're being rude. You're being obnoxious. But Bartimaeus, the beggar, won't shut. He keeps demanding attention. He's not going to stop until Jesus recognizes him. And we're told that Jesus stops. Stops in the middle of the road. I can imagine the people that were in front of Jesus going on a few steps and then turning around going, wait, wait, what's happening? We're all alone here. Let's go back. What's Jesus doing? Why are we stopping? Jesus tells the crowd, call him here. Call Bartimaeus here. Notice that Jesus doesn't scold him. Jesus doesn't shout back at him to shut up. Instead, Jesus tells his followers, you go tell him to come here. These are the very people who had been scolding Bartimaeus just a few moments ago and telling him to shut up, be quiet. And if we think about it, hmm, if we think about it, Jesus telling his followers to call Bartimaeus to him, we can't help but remember other things that Jesus has said on the road regarding the poor. Remember when Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me? As you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me? So Jesus' followers have to stop their journey because their Savior won't budge until they pay attention to this beggar. Could it be when we talk about church decline, church stagnation the church just can't seem to move forward could it be that Jesus will not allow the church to move forward until the church hears the voice of the poor could it be it's interesting 
that when Bartimaeus jumped up, leapt up, sprang up, our translation said, and came to Jesus, noticed he threw his cloak off too. That's another sermon. Jesus asked him a question. I find it interesting. I mean, Jesus is all-knowing. But Jesus asked him a question. What do you want me to do for you? What is it you want me to do? You see, Jesus is not assuming to know what Bartimaeus wants. How many of us actually listen to the poor and the needy? Instead of assuming we know what people want or need, wouldn't it be better to start with, what is it that you need? What is it that you want me to do? You see, Jesus knows better than to assume because Jesus is treating Bartimaeus like a human being. So Jesus asked him, what, is, what do you want? Bartimaeus says, I want to see, restore my sight. And as Bartimaeus is talking with Jesus, I wonder if that listening crowd begins to maybe recognize their own blindness. I mean, Bartimaeus is physically blind, physically blind, no doubt, and his disability has kept him poor by the standards of the day. But the crowd has been blind to Bartimaeus, spiritually blind. They passed by him, paid him no mind, told him to shut up, keep to yourself, keep quiet. So when Jesus works this miracle on Bartimaeus, it's also a miracle for the crowd and for us, and especially for those of us in the church. Not only does Jesus give Bartimaeus the power to live a new life, he is giving us the power, the crowd and us, new eyes and a new life as well. So where do you see yourself in in this account with Bartimaeus? The blind beggar in need of help? Is that you this morning? If you could ask Jesus to do anything, what would you ask him? Why would you ask him? What is currently keeping you? Who is currently keeping you from Jesus? Because I'm here to tell you, just like with Bartimaeus, Jesus is saying, come. Come to me. Maybe you see yourself as part of the crowd that's getting in the way. What might it look like to get in the way of somebody coming to Jesus? Oh, you don't meet this criteria. You can't come to church here. I don't believe Jesus ever said that. And I've read the Bible a a few times. Never seen where he said that. Have you ever said something like, well, you've got to, once you start coming, you could come, but once you start coming, you've got to clean your act up got to get it cleaned up pretty quickly. Chop, chop, let's go. No, Jesus never said that either. What might it look like to help someone get to Jesus? That's what we need to be doing. Or do you see yourself as part of the disciples who, who missed this person in need? What are you most focused on in your life right now? They were focused on themselves. Who's going to have the left and right hand seat? Jesus, when he comes into his kingdom and all of this. 
the prestige. There's a blind beggar here begging for help. Pass him right by. Or we focused on ourselves. What if you saw your workplace, your home, your neighborhood through Jesus' eyes? Would you see something different? Would you see a Bartimaeus in your midst? What would you notice? What do we see when we open our eyes of faith? Better put, what would we see when we allow Jesus to open our eyes of faith? Do we see Jesus in the faces of the homeless, the prisoners, the outcasts, the hungry? In the scene of the last judgment in Matthew 25, some of the people don't recognize Jesus. They said, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? When did we ever see you like that? You see, they are more blind than Bartimaeus is. And if the truth be told, there are times I have been too. There are many times when Jesus walked right by me and I missed him completely. I've missed untold opportunities to minister to others. You have too. Jesus walked right by us. We missed him. We all need to cry out with Bartimaeus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Show us mercy. Jesus says, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Well, Jesus, restore my sight. Help me see. Help me see again. And just like Bartimaeus, we see light. The darkness is fading away. We see light. We see color. We see the Messiah who has just restored us. And what a glorious sight that is. He truly is the son of David. Everything has changed. No longer laid at the city gates are we. But we begin to follow Jesus along the road. Walking the Jesus way of life. What's great is if we do our part, God will always do his. He always has, always will. He's working today and he is inviting you into an all of life way of life. With him in all of our life, not just here at church, not just here at church, or when you're praying at the dinner table. He's always active. Imagine if we all unashamedly called out to Jesus today Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. We want to move forward. Give us new eyes. Restore our sight. Have mercy on us. Because we want to move forward. I believe we'll be able to truly see and truly give others the chance to see as well. When we call out to Jesus and don't shut up. An all of life way of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, give us the faith to go where you go.
Do what you do. Trust what you say. And love how you love. Today, we commit to following you. And today, we pray, have mercy on us. Restore our sight. We want to move forward. Because we're all in. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now receive this benediction. As we leave this place, may we go out and inspire love. Embrace Christ. Engage the world. And tell somebody about Manatee Life Church. Go in peace. Amen. Be sure to join us next week as we wrap up this series on learning to live the Jesus way of life with part seven. Hope to see you here then next week. You can live stream our services over at Manatee Life Church in Bradenton, Florida. Go to our YouTube page, 1030 Eastern Time every Sunday morning. Link is in the show notes. You can go over there and worship with us online. Get social with us here at Soul Ramblings Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Got links to those pages in the show notes as well. And hey, don't forget, before we end today, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, whatever platform you use, and click subscribe. That way you never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. I really appreciate the gift of your time today listening to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the gift of your time. And before we scoot out the door for this week, here is a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next week on Soul Ramblings Podcast, I'm Jerry Wicker. Have a great week, grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm -hmm.